Hey, you guys, happy Friday and welcome to the Living Encouraged podcast show. I'm your host, Eileen Bocanegda, and you know, I'm just like a little extra excited. You know, it's a holiday weekend, so what does that mean? For so many, we get Monday off, right? To observe Independence Day, 4th of July, a time of, you know, barbecues and swimming and maybe going out to the beach, you know, doing a little sunbathing. You know the routine. We just love an excuse for a good barbecue here in Texas and for a good time outside and that's exactly what we plan on doing so i'm excited for uh you know the extra day off right uh just enjoying some time with my family with my kiddos and my hubby so we're just excited for this wonderful weekend that stands before us you know so many things have been going on in my life lately you know i recently told y'all how i was going to be uh you know, changing some things in my life. We were going to be doing some new stuff and just watching God, you know, doing his thing, right? You know when it's God because things just fall into place so effortlessly and you just know God's hand is in on that. And it's just such a beautiful thing to watch God move in our lives and just to see the way things are going and we're just so excited another thing that's been going on oh my gosh you know uh we all got fully vaccinated and you know it's just been so wonderful i mean i i just can't say enough how incredibly wonderful it's been to be able to go and hang out with friends and family again like we used to Of course, we're still being cautious. We're still being careful. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's just almost like a weight that's lifted, you know, that you can, you get vaccinated. And and I'm not trying to push anybody to do anything they do not want to do. I respect everybody's decisions. But for me and my family, you know, this was a a decision that we chose to make uh, for the betterment of our household, of our health. And, uh, you know, we got vaccinated and now we've just been so blessed to be able to enjoy each other's company with family and friends that we hadn't been able to see in over a year. So that's just been such a blessing. So, um, you know, I hope that you have, you know, been enjoying life, right? Because that's what life is about. Enjoying it, loving each other, being encouraging to one another. And that's what Living Encouraged is about. It's about loving one another and just being that person that lifts the other person up when they fall, right? It's being that person that when a friend pops in your mind, you call them up or you text them and say, hey, how are you doing? Just thinking about you. Want to shout out, send some love to you, right? That's what we do here at Living Encouraged. It's just a, a beautiful community of women that gather together, right? And we just share love, right? Love, encouragement, just empowerment. Uh, we lift one another up and, and I just love it. Today, we are going to be talking about self-love, right? Loving each other is great, but self-love matters more than you could possibly imagine. So today's topic is why walking in self-love matters. That's what we're going to talking about. Why does it matter so much? Well, I'm about to tell you. So join me on today's podcast.
Welcome again. This is Eileen Bocanegra and you know, it's just so great to just welcome all you guys on here. I just want to welcome all our first time listeners. If this is your first time joining us at Living in Courage, I just want to welcome you with open arms. I wish I'd give you a hug and just tell you thank you for joining me here on the podcast show. Uh, you know, I, I just love your support and I just thank you so much for being a part of our little tiny community here. Uh, also, I just want to give a quick shout out to all our, our frequent listeners, all our followers, I just our supporters. Thank you so much. Uh, without you, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd still be doing this. <laughs> you know, I, I just love that that you have taken the time out to spend time with me. And that's just so amazing. That just means the world to me. And and my my prayer, right, from deep down in my heart is that every nugget that I share with you is a nugget of goodness that you just take and run with. You know, that that's my goal in life. You know, it's nothing else but to just share within this community, to be uplifting, to share, you know, scripture, the word of God with you, but to also share, you know, a voice of empowerment to lift you up and to encourage you to just keep going forward. And, you know, we learn, we talk about all kinds of things on here. You know, we talk about forgiveness. We talk about, you know, today we're going to be talking about self-love. We talk about finances. We talk about business strategies. I mean, I just kind of just everything that encompasses life in itself. I don't think we should just limit ourselves to one thing, right? Because life isn't limited to one thing. I mean, as if, you know, but life is about everything, right? And, and as a mom, you know, through life, (laughs) there's so much that you navigate through, right? As a mom, I, I spent years navigating through, you know, work, you know, being, being a wife, being a mom, a volunteer at the kids' school, being, you know, team mom, you know, just being everywhere and doing everything and just being quick to flip my hat, right? And take my hat and toss, toss it to the side and pick out the other hat. Because as a mom, you wear multiple hats. As a woman, you wear multiple hats. You know, you're, you're constantly on the go and you're constantly do, 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 do. And I loved it for the years that I had it, you know, and now it's all kind of simmered down so much that, you know, with all our boys grown and starting their own families and, you know, their own lives, you know, just out on their own, in their own world, uh, you know, I miss it sometimes. So embrace it, love it. I know it gets frustrating. I know it gets tiring sometimes, you know, and I know sometimes it gets overwhelming, but trust me when I tell you, you're going to get to a point in your life where it's just going to be you, you and your spouse. And you know what? All the kids are going to be doing their thing. And, and you just kind of wait until it's, it's time to be able to share in, in a moment with them. Right. And, you know, we love it. We love watching what our kids are doing. We are, I, I, I am profoundly, profoundly proud of every single one of my boys in all their accomplishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to get all mushy on y'all. So, but yeah, I'm so proud of my boys that each of them in a different journey in life, everybody at their own pace. And it's not a competition, but if anything, they, they lift each other up and help each other out. And I love that about my kids. I love that. That's just how they are. They, they see 
one of them struggle and then they go and they, you know, they all get together and they sit there and they'll talk to each other and they work things out with each other. And, and I love that because sometimes I'm not the voice of encouragement that they need in that moment. Sometimes that voice has to come from within their own little, their little tribe right there, right? Because that's what they are, you know? So, so they get together and, you know, they just, you know, lift each other up and love on each other. And I love that about them. And I love how they motivate each other. And, uh, you know, I look at like my daughter-in-law, you know, and, you know, my, my son's girlfriend. And I look at them like I see the evolution that's taking place where they all just come together all the time and just loving on each other and just, you know, trying to help each other out. And, and I just love that because that is what family uh, should look like. And sometimes it doesn't look like that. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we don't know how to love others. We don't know how to give to others. And oftentimes the reason we don't know how to love others is because we don't know how to love ourselves. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. The importance of why walking in self-love matters. I mean, it matters so much. It's just, if you were to look at the extremity of it, like, like, it's big. It's a big deal. Loving yourself is a big deal. And, you know, we know that in the Bible, it tells us to love one another, right? And it tells us to love thy neighbor, right? Uh, I wish on the commandments, it was like, love thyself, you know? But, uh, you know, when we love our neighbors, we're essentially loving ourselves uh, because we don't know how to love others if we can't love ourselves. So without it being said, it's kind of a hidden language that's there that says, you know, you got to love yourself in order for you to be able to be there to love somebody else authentically. You have to love yourself authentically. And sometimes we don't recognize the importance of giving ourselves authentic love. Like we just, we just don't, don't recognize it. We don't see it. We just think like, Of course I love myself, but then you sit there and you dog on yourself like almost every day. You say, I love myself, but at the same time, you haven't forgiven yourself for a past mistake from 10 years ago. Sometimes we say, I love myself, of course I love myself, but then we look in the mirror and we loathe everything that we see. That's not authentic love, at least not in my book. Authentic self-love is... I'm not saying, you know, get in the mirror and be all conceited and be like, hey, girl. Okay, so maybe I do that sometimes, but it's not to be conceited. It's to make my husband laugh, put my makeup on, and then I'll be like, hey, girl, how you doing? (laughs) And he laughs so much because he's like, man, you're silly. But it's that little thing, it puts a smile on my face. I'm just playing, right? I'm playing and looking at myself in the mirror. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the hair, you know, the hair looks good, right? I'm feeling my makeup. My makeup looks good, you know, and, and I sit there and I'll stare in the mirror and I'll be like, Hey girl, girl, you look good today. Right? So I'm sitting there and I'm telling myself these things. Why? Because one, it puts a chuckle in me, right? It makes me laugh. Two, it makes my husband laugh. But three, it actually is like, I'm speaking an affirmation over myself. That I'm telling myself that you are beautiful, that your hair looks great. Instead of constantly looking at myself and be like, your hair looks like crap, you know, you look horrible. 
and you're sitting there and you're saying, you know, your makeup, your makeup looks horrible today, you know. Oh, your eyeliner doesn't look right. Like, imagine if you just sat there and nitpicked every tiny thing about yourself every single day. Imagine how emotionally you would feel when you walk out that door. Imagine how you would feel um, if, if you were constantly putting yourself down and telling yourself that there's just no way possible that you could do that. No one's ever going to appreciate you. No one will ever give you that opportunity. You're never going to find Mr. Right. No one's ever going to love you. Imagine if you're just constantly bogging yourself down with that kind of talk. Yeah, that's what self-loathing looks like. That's not self-love. You say you love yourself, but in reality, you're just dogging yourself any opportunity that you get. When I think about self-love, one of the stories that that like just sticks so close to my heart is the story in the Song of Songs, right? Or maybe you know it as the Song of Solomon. And there's a woman, a young girl that is being prepared for her wedding day, right? And when I first taught this lesson, I taught it so many years ago and uh, I taught it in the Utterly Perfectly Imperfect uh, Bible study. And that was my very first Bible study I had ever written. And, um, you know, I remember teaching this lesson and I remember when I read the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon, I was just so moved by this young girl that you could tell had some insecurities and, you know, oftentimes we do, we have an insecurity of something. I know I've been hard on myself before, like, oh, I need to get my teeth wider. Oh, you know, I need to get my teeth straightened. You know, just one thing after another. Over the last uh, couple of years, I started to gain weight and I didn't know what was going on with me. I was really being hard on myself and And I had to realize that, okay, that wasn't helping my situation. I had to love myself despite how I looked, despite the weight that I gained. And I couldn't just sit there and just allow myself to fall into that pit of self-loathing, right? So what did I do? I would sit there and I would fix myself up. I would try to, you know, wear something cute and, you know, just look in the mirror and just like I said, I would sit there and be like, hey, girl, you look good today. And, and you know, it's, it, it was just something that would just make me smile and make me laugh, right? Uh, during the pandemic, I spent most of my time at home with, the, with that, that COVID bun, you know, that, that hair just wrapped up in a messy bun up the top of your head because you weren't going anywhere anyway, right? And half the time, I hardly even wore makeup. And I would still look at myself in the mirror and just try to like encourage myself, right? Even though the scale was showing me one thing, even though I may not have looked the part in that moment, I had to continuously be telling myself good things, right? And one thing I love about our pastor, Pastor Joel, you know, when, whenever he does these declarations over us, he, he sits there and he tells you to repeat after him and you, you pick up your hand and you're just professing these things over yourself. You're saying, I'm worthy. I'm, you know, I'm talented. I'm creative. And, and he just goes on and on and on. And, and you're like, I'm anointed and appointed. And you're sitting there and you're, you're 
speaking these positive words over yourself, right? And what does that do? It deflects the negativity, the negativity that's trying to, to push you down, that's trying to hold you back, trying to make you think less of yourself, right? But when you sit there and you say good things about yourself, you'd be amazed how quickly you activate, right? You activate that something in you that causes you to feel great. Like you may not be feeling so great at first when you wake up, but you start speaking these positive words over yourself, these daily affirmations over yourself. You sit there and you tell yourself that you are talented. You are creative. You are worthy. You are amazing. You are loved, right? And when you're steadily telling yourself that, guess what? It's like you're embedding it in your mind. And remember, your mind is like the most powerful thing, right? Because your mind is what controls just about everything. So your mind is sitting there and it's getting charged up and fueled up with all these positive words that you're speaking about yourself. So your mind starts believing it and your mind starts believing it. So when you look in the mirror, your mind starts seeing it, right? But if you're thinking negative thoughts, every time you look in the mirror, all you're going to focus on is the negative thought that you had of yourself. And that's just how it is. I mean, it's, you don't realize how important it is for you to walk in self-love until somebody actually sits there and just points it out to you. That somebody just sits there and helps you realize that you are incredibly amazing. You may not feel it right this moment, right? Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed and tired. And and sometimes, I, I mean, I remember as a young mom, sometimes I felt like a failure as a mom. Like I felt like Maybe I'm not a good enough mother for these kids. I can't keep up. You know, I was feeling overwhelmed and tired. I can't can't be a teen mom here and a teen mom there and then, you know, a volunteer and then work full time. Like I felt like, like I was, I was doing too much and then I was resenting it. And then I felt like I was a bad mom. Right. And, and again, if we allow ourselves to think that, then we start to really believe that of ourselves. What I like about the song of songs this young girl, and we only know her, this young girl, we don't know her by name, but we just know that she's this beautiful young girl known as the Shulamite, and she's a bride being prepared and adorned for her wedding day. And and what catches my attention is that in verse 1, She's looking in the mirror, right? Or she's there with everybody else that's preparing her. I'm assuming there's a mirror. I mean, I'm just guessing. She's in a mirror, you know. She's she's getting ready to get married. They're getting her all fixed up. She's got, man, she's got the contouring happen, you know. She's got the people doing her hair. I mean, let, let, let's just kind of just go with my imagination here, right? This is like a big wedding. Everybody knows about it. You know, everybody and their mama's going to be there. Paparazzi's going to be there. Everybody's going to show up, right? So, you know, they're going to the full extent. She's got her bridesmaids in there. Everybody's in the room. They're fixing her up and they're getting her ready. She's getting all dolled up for her special day. And what does she say? She says, dark am I, yet lovely daughters of Jerusalem. Dark like the tents of Kedar, like the tent curtains of Solomon. Do not stare at me because I am dark, because I am darkened by the sun. My mother's sons were angry with me and made me take care of the vineyards, my own vineyard I had to neglect. When you read that, what do you hear? You hear a girl with an insecurity 
about her skin tone. That's what you hear here. In the very first chapter, in the very beginning of this scripture, and the first thing you hear in verse 5 is that she calls out her skin color, her insecurity. The one thing that stands out to her above all other things. Here, she's about to get married, right? And this is a big wedding, right? She's about to marry Solomon, King Solomon, right? And what is she worried about? In that brief moment, she says, dark am I. And she goes on to feel as though she needs to explain to everybody why she's dark. She gives an explanation about who, her, what her mother did, what her brothers did, how they treated her. So you know that she comes from a, from a history of being neglected, mentally abused, right? She's being treated like she's less than. She's not treated like all the other girls that are there. She wasn't brought up in a very nice castle, right? Or a beautiful tent or whatever, right? She wasn't brought up with money. She had to work. And she had to work hard. And, and the women that were wealthier, they didn't. The reason she brings this up clearly is because everybody around her is fair-skinned compared to her. Because remember, the wealthy in that time, the women, they're not working. They're not out in the sun picking grapes or, or olives or doing anything. But in the, the farmers, the people that are out in the fields, it is a matter if you're a man or a woman, you go out there and you got to do your part right? To help the family survive. So she, here she's sitting there and all she thinks about is, yeah, I'm dark. But then she adds, yet lovely. I may be dark, but I still love myself. I may not look like you, but I still love myself. I may not be like you, but I still love myself. Are you following me here? Are you following the importance of why it matters to have self-love? You see, it was her attitude, her attitude that was being seen. Not her skin color, not her hair length, not her makeup, not the contouring, not the lashes, none of that. It was her attitude. She showed self-love. She demonstrated self-love. And because she could demonstrate self-love, she was able to love on others authentically because she was authentic with herself. She acknowledged, she acknowledged her insecurities. She acknowledged uh, her, her past. She acknowledged her pain. She acknowledged her sufferings. But what, what do we see? Is that although she acknowledges all these things, she doesn't stay in that pity party place. Instead, she shows us what overcoming looks like. She shows us what it looks like to overcome emotional abuse. She shows us what it looks like to overcome mental abuse, right? And oftentimes, we're the abuser. We're the ones that sit there and tell each other, that, oh, you know, we tell ourselves, oh, you know what, you're fat, you're ugly, you know, nobody's going to love you, nobody's going to want you. Well, look at this. She didn't look like anybody else. She didn't come from the same kind of families they did. 
and look, they were preparing her for the wedding. She wasn't there to help. She wasn't there to help somebody else get ready for a wedding. They were getting her ready for her wedding. And throughout the book of Song of Songs, all you read is how Solomon talks about his love for her, his affection for her, his adoration for her. He says, how beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful you are. Your eyes are doves. How incredibly wonderful is that? Like, it just blows my mind. I read this and I think like, shame on you, Eileen. Do not say those things about yourself, right? Do not be hard on yourself. So what if you had a bad hair day? Like yesterday, I posted a picture and my poof was bigger than it should have been. But who cares? I still post the picture because I like the picture. And, and if it made somebody laugh, great. But I had picked up my hair like from the front just a little bit and I had an extra poofy poof, right? And that's okay because the poof doesn't define who I am, right? And even my frizzy, humidity looking hair, right? That, that doesn't define me as an individual. It's my character. It's my way of self-love that allows me to demonstrate authentic love to others, right? You see, when we recognize that we are worthy, we're worthy of love, respect, we're worthy of belonging. That right there, when we recognize that, when we recognize the importance of that, that right there is what allows us to be truly authentic with ourselves. And that, that's what I want to call you to right now. It's like, I want to call you right now to commit to self-love. I want to call you out right now to truly, authentically love yourself. Acknowledge what's there and then let it go. Flush it down the toilet. Flush those emotions down the toilet. The emotions that are telling you you're not good enough, you're unworthy, just let it go. Instead, I want you to focus on the fact that you are worthy because God created you. And when God created you, he created you with a purpose even before you were made, before you took your first breath. So remember that when you start feeling down about yourself and you're trying to beat yourself down, you're trying to beat yourself up over what, whatever it is that you're going through. Maybe your relationship's falling apart. Maybe your marriage isn't what you were hoping it to be all these years later. Don't beat yourself up. Maybe, maybe you didn't get the promotion at work and you were overlooked. Don't beat yourself up. Maybe, just maybe, you gained 10, 20 pounds. Your clothes doesn't fit. Now you got to go up another size. Don't beat yourself up. It just means that you get to go shopping again. That's it. I had to do it and I loved it. Now I have a whole new wardrobe. But my point is, is that to be able to love others authentically, it starts at the root. And the root lies in your heart. The root lies in your mind. Until you start loving yourself, remember. Until you can start loving yourself authentically, you'll be able to love on others. You'll be able to have relationships that last a lifetime. You'll be able to commit to someone 
and say, you know what, I am going to commit to you. I'm not going to let these fears and insecurities hold me back from this relationship. I'm going to commit to you today. When you self-love, you're no longer blaming yourself for past mistakes. You're no longer beating yourself up for past mistakes. You're able to forgive yourself for all the things that you've done wrong in your past, for all the things that didn't go right in your past. You're able to let it go and you're able to grow from it because you love yourself that much. Imagine this. If you look at yourself in the mirror, the Bible tells us that God created us, right? He created us to be like him, to look like him, right? So imagine this, you're looking in the mirror, it's like you're looking at God, a piece of God. Every time you look at yourself in the mirror, anybody looks at themselves in the mirror, they're looking at a piece of God because he created us. Now imagine if you stood in the mirror and you said the things that you say to yourself that break you down. Imagine you're saying that to God. Well, when we start looking at ourselves like that and we start being, you know, easier on ourselves, loving ourselves, I'm not saying it's easy to do. Oh, it's challenging. And I'm not saying you're not going to have off days because that's going to happen too. I'm not saying you're never going to say one bad thing about yourself. It's going to happen. But forgive yourself, let it go, and move on. Don't sit there and hold on to it and just let it tear you apart and break you down. Because that's not what life is about. Not the life that God gave you. Your life's too precious for that. So, remember, I'm calling you right now to committing to authentically loving yourself. When you do that, you're going to recognize exactly why it's so important for you to love yourself. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. I mean, it's true. I've taught, I've talked to people, I've, I've helped coach people through this, you know, and through counseling and helping them to realize why they loathe themselves so much and how to let go of that self-loathing and how to love on themselves. And you'll be amazed how people's attitudes change, like from one session to the next, completely different attitude, joyful, smiling no longer bitter, angry. I mean, it changes a person's character when you help them to recognize the lack of self-love. So remember, I'm leaving you with this call to committing to authentically loving yourself. So remember, I love you, God loves you, and you should love yourself. Don't forget that. I love you guys, and today I just pray that that. You continue to walk and grow in the blessings that God has put before you. And and my greatest prayer for you is that every time you look in the mirror, you look at the wonderful, amazing, incredible person that God created you to be. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast as we talked about why walking in self-love matters. I mean, self-love is the number one. I mean, it is the key to be able to love on others. You have to start with you first. And, you know, I look at the scripture in Ephesians 2.10 and this, this scripture 
always reminds me of just how important I am to God. And when I read that scripture, it just helps me to realize my importance, my value, and and it helps me to be able to love myself even more. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. But there's another translation that says, for we are God's masterpiece. I think about when I used to paint and I used to love to uh, pull out my canvas and it was a blank canvas and I would sit there with all my clean paintbrushes and all my paints and I couldn't wait to see what I would create because I didn't have like a set plan of what I was going to do. I would just start painting and just let it flow. And afterwards, I would look at that painting with so much pride, knowing that this was like a masterpiece, even though I'm not Picasso, right? Even though I'm not a Van Gogh, right? But to me, that painting was a masterpiece. And that's how God sees you. That's how God sees each and every one of us, like his own personal masterpiece. Imagine if you look in the mirror every day and you see yourself as a masterpiece. You see yourself with that pride, the way God sees you. That's what self-love looks like. I just want to thank you once again for joining me on today's podcast as we talked about why walking in self-love matters.